Greetings, soul family, and welcome to the Cool Ass Conversations podcast. I'm Big G, one third of the podcast team. We also have Oshawa Nicole and Johnny Holmes II, aka Apostle. We thank you for tuning in as we embark on another cool ass journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. back with another episode of Cool Ass Conversations, the podcast, and we have the international version. Uh, well, we have our brother Ayembe uh, joining us today, and we are having a continuation of uh, our ongoing recap of our trip to Ghana, um, and so we have our normal cast of characters and, of course, Brother Ayembe. Uh, and I was relating to the cast a, a the realization a few days in to our trip when you you know you wake up in a hotel and it's like whoa <laughs> you know I'm, I'm yeah. in Africa I just took yeah. I just flew like <laughs> you know eleven right. twelve hours and I'm I'm in I'm halfway you know across the world like yeah. It's just a, a weird feeling, you know, and for most um, Black Americans or African American or whatever we call ourselves, we spend the, the majority of our lives speaking about going, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. initially. And here it is, I'm here, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that just, that realization just sort of, it's, it's, it's a surreal moment. It's like, wow, you know, but it's a good feeling. In a good way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a prolonged exhale. <laughs> I made it. You there's know what I'm the, yeah, there's <laughs> the feeling of home completion. I tell people it's like I felt like I completed a circuit. Yeah. So we we just kind of run all the time over here, but we don't ever get to feel um that ultimate sense of connectedness or groundedness and Mm. I even described to somebody at work um they were like yeah so you know we wanted to know how your trip was and you know has work blown your your vacation high yet and I was like well you guys know how grounded I was before I left now I'm like rock solid in my groundedness (laughs) like I could not be moved (laughs) (laughs) um I got found my I found my foundation I found my my source kind of you know my source material it was almost like you know I work in technology so I love technical analogies because they're so wonderful based on how we operate anyway as as a as a world but um I felt like my um like my original operating system was reloaded so (laughs) you know it was like having a programming reset there really is something neurologically that shifts within you when you reconnect with your culture. And and for us, it's also the knowing that I have a mother culture. It's not just a concept. It's not just something that right. we hear about or people we talk about. <laughs> right. I can go outside. I can look around this room and see my culture reflected back to me. I can go outside these doors and see everything about the stuff that I've always known growing up with, things that were done in my neighborhoods, in my city, and, you know, amongst, in private spaces with Black folks. It's all here, and it's where it comes from. It's like, what? This is so cool. Like, all this stuff has form, it has function, it has purpose, you know, <laughs> um, and it comes from somewhere. Like, that's powerful. It's like discovering you can fly. You know what I mean? Like, it's like I didn't know I could fly. Like, right? Like, I had to be in the right setting. Like, oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? It's like Superman coming to Earth. Like, right. I can fly. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's, a good, that's a touching one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting for the part where you you, you, you get that feeling when you, you hear those sounds, you get out in your balcony and you say, good morning, my neighbors. Yeah, right. <laughs> we have our coming to Africa you moment. <laughs> Remember that out of um, coming to America, right? Yeah. Good yeah. <laughs> morning, my neighbors. 
guarantee and we were in a hotel so i guarantee one of the staff would be like good morning you know? mm-hmm. that's 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 heartwarming to hear very touching really um like i told nicole several times um it's the one thing we can't carry when we come here mm-hmm. is that yeah. feel. It, right. it's just no way to you have to feel it and there's no way to celebrate and get that feeling yeah. Nicole mentioned yeah, going and- to the hotel and, and having uh, um, with shea butter soap. Like I said, every little, <laughs> little points of reference that tell you, that validates you in a way. Right? Yeah. Seriously. Yes. I That's know it a sounds a little word. crazy, but I was so excited that they had liquid yes, <laughs> black soap in the shower. I was like, <laughs> they have black soap. I was like, okay. I mean, I had, I had it in my suitcase. <laughs> Cause that's all I travel with. <laughs> I was like, "What? This is awesome!" Yeah, I didn't. I didn't even need to bring this. Right? right you do. Like, <laughs> like I got black stuff on tap here. What? Right? <laughs> taking taking ice to the Arctic. <laughs> and the Eskimos are looking at you going like, well, you need to bring that? <laughs> wait, wait. I was watching, so you know how you're watching something. I was watching a recorded something on my television, and when I turned it off, it went back to live TV, and the black lady sketch show was on, and there was this one episode, and this lady was, her feet were ashy, and she was trying to go to a, an event. <laughs> She was like, you know, walking around trying to get lotion or so, asking people if they had lotion. And she approaches one lady and she had a bottle of hotel lotion. Now, in American context, she said, oh, no, you." she said, I can't use that. That's liquid ash. And I was like, (laughs) that is so true because the lotions and shampoos and everything in American Hotel. Don't penetrate your skin. We can't do anything with that stuff. So (laughs) it's like, don't even think about using it. But I go to no hydration, right? Shiny, and it's like it becomes shiny ash. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, I can actually use this lotion, and it's gonna hydrate my hydrate, and you know, it's gonna be an emollient. And uh, hydrate you, my can, <laughs> you can use it now. You can use it now. <laughs> right, right, but at your own risk, it's not even an option. Yeah, it's, it becomes <laughs> shiny ash. <laughs> terrible. He called it liquid ash. I hollered. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, so it was. It was a really. Um, now back to a, to what what it would have yeah. felt like a right when on on arrival a little bit, and that kind of you know. It was surreal. Yeah, okay. it, was it was surreal, it was, but it was, it was comfortable yeah. instantly. Yes, instantly that, comfortable. And and let's just sit with that for a moment because even as African Americans, we do not contemplate how constantly uncomfortable we are in this country because it's a baseline for Mm -hmm. us we just don't ever get to be comfortable not fully you know even if you do it's for moments it's for instances it is never a continuous um experience of just being able to be now Mm -hmm. it's a lot of us walking around wanting that and I, and I, you know, and getting a little too comfortable <laughs> in situations, and then something happens that kind of slaps you back to reality. Um, so it's it. So that was it. It was outstanding to us because, you know, you 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 hear it, and it doesn't sound like a thing, but that's a big thing for an African American. Like even you, Yembe, having been in this country for as long as you have, you you still have a baseline of being mm-hmm. comfortable. Mm-hmm. So being uncomfortable might stand out for you here and mm-hmm. get your attention a little more. But for us, our baseline is not being comfortable. So right. to be comfortable is a remarkable thing. Like as a black man, yeah, being around military and police and all of that and feeling no peering out you know what I mean it was no tension it was no you know what I mean it was like yeah this is a military but they look like me you know what I mean it, yeah. it was no threat level you know what I mean it was just like now what was the it, first time you had that encounter in upon arrival or you know later coming through the airport you know because yeah, military and stuff in the, at the airport right you guys yeah. are through customs and all that that's yeah. in Ghana right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. correct okay. correct 
Okay. Was and there anything that people were no friendlier than most customs people? I can tell you that. So. <laughs> <laughs> they were still pretty stone faced. <laughs> was there anything at all that they did that 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 stood out in terms of? I mean, I'm sure they immediately suspected or knew that that you you were from the U.S. Well, our Americanness, you know, probably emanated, it's you know, <laughs> yeah. when we got there, <laughs> yeah, before not... they even had to see us. You know what I mean? <laughs> but the reason why I say that is because mm-hmm. there's a college professor that Kennesaw where I went to school, and he went to Ghana. He was he was, I think, a senior professor in the chemistry department. He was very smart. Uh, then he went to Ghana. My dad insisted on the trip that they were going. And he remembers going to Ghana. He's in his early 40s back then. Mm-hmm. And he said, when they went to Ghana, they had a whole team, probably a couple, half a, a dozen people. Mm-hmm. And the, the white members of the team got quizzed for all kinds of reasons. When you first time to Ghana, how long you staying, da, 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 da. And they got to him. First time to Ghana? Yes, sir. Welcome home. Stamped his passport. And he was like, what? I right? mean, because you've seen what everybody else had gotten. Questions, yeah. how long are you staying? What's your business? Da, 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 yeah. who you, you know. And then they got to him first time in Ghana. I said, yes, but they said, welcome home. Stamped his passport. And he's standing there buzzed like, w- w- I get the VIP? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah right? Yeah, you, you get that. And you get the, you yeah. get the welcome home. Yeah. yeah like, that, we got it everywhere. Actually, yeah. that's usually how the sequence of question goes. Oh, is this your first time in Ghana? First time in Africa? To like, yeah, welcome home. And it's like, yep. you know what I mean? It's like, oh, okay. So everybody feel like that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we got that everywhere. That was a beautiful thing. Okay. Um, it was also, you know, for me, it was just getting off the plane and just seeing it was Black people everywhere. First of all, getting on the plane. How about that? Because the Black plane, the plane was full of Africans. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> it was a few... A few colonizers snuck in there, you know what I mean? Right. But, but by and large, it's you know what it's like? Yeah, it's like when you get on yeah. it's like when you get on the red line and you go past fifty yeah. when you go past really you go past, you go past 35th. <laughs> right, right. Then it's like all the others, you know, leaving. It's only us, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was that type of feeling. Wow. And when we did encounter white people, like in the hotel, oh, they were so humble. You could barely hear them. I don't even know if they shoes squeaked. It was like, <laughs> it was hilarious. Like, oh, oh you're so uncomfortable right now. It's like you just want to go stand next to them and look at them. Right, right. Like, hey, what's up? <laughs> what you talking about? Here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, everybody in here with me. <laughs> like, right. Who here with you? <laughs> hey, cuz. Yes, yeah. I got a question. Wasn't nobody, yeah. wasn't a group of uh, uh, light-skinned colonizers beating on tables, chanting USA, USA? No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. None of that. that not have been. <laughs> no. I don't even think I saw an American white person the whole time I was there. Now, you saw people from other countries. Europe, yeah. France and, even you know, stuff Canada, like that. There, was, there were like firefighters there were some medical people at our hotel too i guess there yeah, was some kind of like mission. conference or something yeah and then i saw some people with some shirts or something that was alluded to some sort of a medical mission or something so some doctors there um they were also having it was it's a business or the hotel the primary primary hotel we were at in accra Labadi. they also were having um meetings for other things with government groups so there was like um some sort of uh economic and trade meeting and it was mm-hmm. all african so that was kind of cool just to see the movement of all of these business people but they were all african and they were from the government and you know we met with um someone from the immigration office who came to the hotel to do a presentation <laughs> for us so yeah. i mean we were getting it was like we were getting vip treatment the whole time which was and awesome <laughs> He was. He said something similar to what you related to Ayembe about the the uh, the professor who they was like welcome home and just stamped his passport like all right you know welcome to Africa you know what I mean right because he was like yeah you want dual citizenship basically you know just sign your name you know what I mean and you know it's like how if you're fifty 
Will everybody here fit? Oh, don't even worry about it. Like, yeah, like, get oh, automatic residency. Like, He's like, nah, but everybody else. Right. <laughs> you know, everybody else. They had to go through, you know, some credit check. They got to have somebody. <laughs> you you got to have, you got to pay, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, that is like, so we get the hookup automatically. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> That is like, so I beautiful. love y'all. <laughs> right. Well, other people got to go through. Ju- so somebody else got to jump through the hoops for once. Oh, that is so, <laughs> <laughs> that did something for my spirit. Like <laughs> Right. <laughs> Like, I got people? What? Right. <laughs> that yeah, is awesome. Was, so I had this really, I, I hadn't mentioned this, but on the first day at the hotel, I got up early. And before I went to breakfast, I was walking around the grounds because it was pretty quiet and it was really beautiful. So I was taking some pictures and I went out toward the pool and I was walking down these steps and I tripped. I had on some new shoes and I tripped because the, the steps were like, pebble it was like a cobblestone but it was pebbles and I fell on my I fell and skinned my knee it was I was like oh my god I can't believe I did this and I'm so glad it wasn't hardly anybody out here to see me fall on my face (laughs) so so I'm I walk back into the lobby and I'm bleeding and someone comes over and I'm like oh my gosh what's that you know what happened you know we'll call the medic and so they called the medic and the medic was this African which was amazing and he was just so like nice and helpful and you know he uh <laughs> he, he was also very emotionally aware of my state because I'm a embarrassed b my knee is killing me I'm bleeding I'm trying not to bleed all over everything and um and he oh, the only thing he had in his kit was alcohol and I was like oh my god you're gonna put that on my knee <laughs> you're gonna be peroxide in there or something <laughs> like nah. <laughs> get some iodine or something and so um he's like this is gonna hurt and, I, and then he looks at me and I was just like okay okay so it was just really cool though because they were just so concerned about are you okay and I know you know in, in here I understand instantly that that concern is definitely about liability it really doesn't have anything to do <laughs> with your well-being <laughs> right. but I really didn't feel like that was because you know what I mean, the primary consideration that he really was like, okay, let me get you, let me figure out how much uh, damage is done to your knee here, and let me get you patched up and gave me some band aids and stuff. It was really cool, but I was just like, oh my gosh, this is, it was, it was, it was, um, it was an uncommon experience for me. So it was great, not to say that you know we don't get decent treatment here sometimes but again it is not the modus operandi every day of the week you know and then you don't get to feel comfortable about it even if it's in a place like that you quickly of course your mind quickly settles to the fact that everywhere you may go and you might meet someone who represents the authorities right Mm -hmm. official dumb so to speak they will look like you i think that quickly registers in your mind too Exactly. It does. And yes. it does something to you. It like does something to your brain. It really does rewire you because it's like, I'm telling you. You're not going to walk into any office and we meet a redneck. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> that might be a problem. <laughs> they are not having the same experience. You're definitely in the wrong office. Yeah, but in, and that's the thing about it. When you come to that realization, it does put you in a different mindset to where you don't want to be the problem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, I don't, you know, it's like the, there really is no propensity to, you know what I mean, be nefarious or anything. Like, you know what I mean? It's almost like, like going over a relative's house. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And they, you know, oh, come on in. You know what I mean? They welcome you in or whatever. It's like, you don't want to cuff. You know what I mean? Like, right. a, you know what I mean? You don't want to steal none of their silverware. You know what I mean? It's not that you do that anyway, but you know what right. I mean? It's like, you don't think of it in terms of, you have, there's no malice. There's no, yeah. you know what I mean? There's no need for, you know, any any extra energy with it. It's just like I say, you at home. So it's like, like, oh, okay. 
Like for real, you know what it feel like with trading places where they were like, you know, like, no, no, this is your house. Right. And he was putting stuff in his, you know what I mean? Like, Girl, it's all this is mine. Huh? Right, and he like right, stuff, you right. know, oh, yeah, stuff yeah. I remember that scene. I remember that scene. I just, you know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like that, but the opposite. You there's no need to. It's like, yes, all this is yours. You know what I mean? Not, you know, of course, now you still got to pay CDs for stuff. But, you know, the point is, you don't have to feel like an other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's, that's a warm thing. It's a beautiful thing. Now, you guys arrived at night. Is that correct? Uh, No, we arrived in in midday. So it was like um, 2 or 3 p.m. So okay. in the middle of the day. So when was, when was your first day out. outing and how did that feel? How, how was that first day going out in the street or how, however, you know, you guys went out? What was the first place that we went? Uh, well, the, straight to the, the hotel? First, well, the getting to the hotel, I mean, of course, everybody was yeah. just plastered to the window. Mm-hmm. We just wanted to see what, what we could see. I mean, even coming, even flying in, I was so glad I took, I had a window seat, so I took pictures from the airplane because I was just, mesmerized about how big Accra is. I mean, it was just city as far as you could see to the horizon. I was like, wow, this place is huge. And it was, you know, just all housing and buildings and stuff. It was very, yeah, I knew it was a big city, but I didn't realize how much, you know, how expansive it was. Mm -hmm. Like Chicago is a long city. It's kind of narrow, but it's long because it just follows the shoreline. But, um, Accra had had a lot of spread. It was really widespread. It was really cool, and it was all I could see out of the window was like, "Whoa, this is huge!" Yeah, so that was kind of cool. You also realize how densely populated it is because you saw houses like everywhere. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You come in to Chicago and you look in it basically like a grid. Mm -hmm. You know, everything follows these lines and Mm -hmm. angles or whatever. Yeah, and across it's just houses. You know, it's like yeah. people everywhere. You know, the streets. Oh my goodness, the circular streets was like whoa. That was <laughs> the circular intersections was interesting. Yeah, yeah, roundabout. Yes, yeah. the roundabout. Yeah. But, That's but what it was also yeah. the yeah. endless traffic and not not as many stoplights and traffic signaling <laughs> as you might expect. Some of it was just non-existent, but there were, you know, several lanes of traffic in every single direction, all converging in the intersection. <laughs> but there was symmetry. That was so funny. There were so many thing, near yeah. crashes, but we did I didn't remember seeing any crashes at no. all. And I'm talking about people with bumper to bumper. Yeah, like inches from one another, and then you have the 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 people selling things in the street, and the bikers, and like there were so many things. And then you know you look off to the side of the road, and there's chickens and goats running around over here. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, chickens and goats. I you know, I really hadn't I hadn't forgotten that every day, everywhere you go. It's just roosters everywhere, just running around. And, yeah, and they don't follow the ordinance, right? Oh, no, they're just on their own. But they don't stray too far from home. That was kind of fascinating to watch. Like, they, they weren't getting, there was no roadkill. There was, you know, they weren't getting run down or anything either. But we that were was strange. Um, yeah, we were on our way back from Kumasi. And um, we were on this, like, we were coming through the mountain and on this road, and there was someone herding some cattle down the road. <laughs> so the traffic mm-hmm. had to kind of drive around the cattle herd. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a, it was just a, a handful of them. It wasn't like hundreds mm-hmm. of them or anything. But the guide, as we were, as we were driving around the cattle, was saying, oh, this, this is a, this, these guys are Fulani. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, are people. <laughs> like, <laughs> We got some Fulani while we were out here. <laughs> the guys, the guys moving. Just think of it as the guys moving his stock portfolio. Livestock. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. Nicole mentioned the faces, the different faces. Yeah, I'd never seen so many different types of black people like that was really cool <laughs> i mean i didn't want to seem strange just staring at people like looking different you know, make different model yeah, yeah. like wow 
we, you know, you know, all kinds of different features and colors. It was just so cool. Was like, do you almost feel like white people feel with us? Like, can I touch your skin? <laughs> <laughs> because you see the there, there's a complexion that's just hard to describe. It's mm-hmm. it's so densely dark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's so smooth, and mm-hmm. it's almost like they walk in statues because <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> oh, so like you, had, you had that experience too. I mean, Nicole reported it, but you 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 made that observation too. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I mean, because you be you know people always make jokes about yeah. how dark some you know Africans are, but you see it and it's like whoa. Yeah. Like wow, they you know they are really people, really, 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 really dark, but it's not like it's they're beautiful. It's like yeah, oh my goodness, you know. But they, you know, their skin is just like yeah, I don't know. It's it's just hard to describe. Yeah, it was. want to go over and touch it. I know, and I had never been in a in an environment where I felt like I wanted to be darker. Like, right, you I feel like, like light skin, huh? like I am so light skin. Well, like, skin back, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how dark can I get? <laughs> Everybody cool. was dark, but 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 right. the majority. <laughs> and I really loved seeing. We saw so many school kids because we were there during the week. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. There we were seeing kids mostly getting out of school. Like we didn't really see, we weren't out early enough to see them going to school sometimes. Sometimes we would, but it wasn't a lot. But we'd see lots of them getting out of schools or they'd be on the school grounds as we're driving by. Yeah. And oh, so that was so super cool. Do they have blue and white uniforms? Yeah, yellow. well, they were different color uniforms. There were a lot of them yellow and green. Yeah, or it just depended on where we were because all the different schools had different uniforms, it seemed like, or different areas we were in because we were between Accra, Kumasi, and Cape Coast and Elmina. So we saw kids in in many different areas and probably from different tribal groups. Um, So it was just really cool. And all the young girls have their hair cut short and natural. That was awesome. We'd run into them because we'd be at, tour stops and they'd be on field trips at the same tour stops and we did like have instances where we would talk to them or they would you know Mm -hmm. um, be passing us and say you know say things and one of my favorite moments was on the way back from Kumasi we saw lots of um, little stands where ghee was being sold and then Gari. Gari yeah yeah Gari and so we were asking about it and how they make it and stuff. And then the driver um, pulled up to this one, um, what do you call them, homestead? Or it, it was like basically like a, a compound. They had their little stand out front, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. off in the distance, the, there were women, they were actually making the gallery. Yeah. And as soon as the bus door opened and I was about to, I think I was the first one off the bus and I was about to step off the bus. I heard this little voice say, hi. And I look up in the, you know, I look over toward the building and there was like this kid, he was like maybe three and he was so cute. And all I saw was his little face and his hand waving. He was like, hi, hi. (laughs) And then we went over and talked to them. It was really cool. And he was just, he was just like, staring at all of us it was really cool because he was very curious about who we were and and, um we actually got a couple of pictures of him and the the women that were there so that was really cool but he was learning how to make ghee because you know he's gary gary i'm sorry i keep saying ghee (laughs) gary No, we jokingly call that cassava flakes when when we're here (laughs) basically (laughs) you know most of the places that we went, the factories and different things like that, the people were very um, inviting, mm-hmm. and they especially inviting our curiosity. Yeah, like yeah. yes, take a picture, take you know, take a video, tell you know, go tell people, tell us, you know, tell tell people about you know whatever whatever like especially like the Kente factory and. Uh, the bead factory and things like that. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, you're from America? Yeah, yeah. tell them, you know, we we can ship and we, you know, we do all these different things and, and 
for the exposure of yeah. you know uh, what they provide. You know, I guess from a, a perspective of definitely, you know, within the diaspora, they feel like, hey, you know, we got stuff. You know, we have goods and services or whatever, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and we want to, you know, expand and you know, yeah. uh, do yeah. commerce. You know, hey, qu- question, cause where where can I mm-hmm. go to get some ghee slash Gary? Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the funny that, thing what, is, what, what, whatever that is, and, oh, and y'all gonna give us an explanation of it? Or? It's, it's it, it, gari is like grits. Yes, yeah, it's mm. like a grain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like corn. Yes, so I go to Walmart to get some gari. <laughs> Maybe right. It's, it's, Not it's, the same uh, kind of gari, of course. Right, it's made right. from cassava. Um, cassava. It's this is the bean. Uh, it's a root. Cassava. Oh, Oh, okay. So it's similar then, very similar then to uh, to grit, because mm-hmm. that's hominy. Is I mean, that's from a different grain, right? Right. Okay. Right. Well, I really wanted cassava. to um, to bring home to see what the difference was. I didn't did have what, any while I was there, though. I didn't. Um, I I would imagine probably at breakfast or something like that they they had made some, but I I never got to to. Uh, well, don't no, they actually... use. Don't they use that in fufu? Yes, they use it in fufu. It's a generic word for a lot of things. So you can make fufu from a lot of things, from corn. You can make fufu from cassava. Fufu is more the style that you make it into. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then you eat it. And, and in case of cassava, which is, it's all over Africa, but it's like the worst. Mm-hmm. Like somebody has said, it has a nutritional value of cardboard. It's basically. Right. <laughs> it's just for filler. That's what I like fufu was like. like what is it? <laughs> Yeah, oh, doesn't have a lot of flavor. Like it's a wet like... ball of dumpling. Like, just, just, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did your mate just say it has the nutritional value of, of cardboard? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Oh, by, by the way, there is yeah. a story behind cassava nothing, in, I mean... in Africa. When Europeans mm. came over and wanted to set up plantations, damn Africans were spending too much time working on the farms. And so they brought cassava from Brazil, South America, because it grows by itself. Right. Okay. And that releases like people from, yes, people from spending too much time on the farm so they could work, work on the large cocoa, coffee, rubber plantations. Basically, mm-hmm. it was a device to kind of, you know, and of course, then, of course, we took it and done all the crazy stuff we've done with it since as food. They're only now beginning to add, develop varieties that have, because so many people eat it, that have some nutrition, vitamin A, enhanced vitamin B, and all the other nutritional things that you see wow. in Africa where they've been conflict. People have eaten cassava, and it, it, it has a toxin. Yeah. It has a toxin. You eat too much of it. It's a neurotoxin. You see kids, you, if you see the big belly kids, yeah. Yeah. Those, those are, that's a toxin from cassava. So they have to do a lot of processing to get the toxins out. Wow. But it has become a staple now to the point where in conflict situations, kids used to eat it because they had nothing else to eat. Okay. And either end up with paralysis in the extreme. Wow. Yeah. Or basically, I, because it has no nutritional value, they're basically yeah. filling up on cardboard. Right, wow. right. So is that the same for fufu? Well, the fufu now, yeah, I mean, like I said, only, only in the last couple of decades have they started having enhanced nutri- you know, uh, nutrients in it. Adding nutrition. Yeah, adding. adding so yeah. it basically grows with that. You wash it out, you still get your vitamin A and you get some that are looking more yellow. Just so that it was a way to the, 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 the vitamin deficiency problem across mm-hmm. the country, just build it into the food system. And that's thanks to researchers who have gone to do that work. Uh, so people get, get their food. But fufus of all kinds uh, are widely used across West Africa because Europeans introduced it and we've all picked it up and ran with it. Yeah. I suppose you guys got to see what a yam looks like, right? To, yes. Yeah. So we had yams, but there was also fufu like on the buffets. I'm I can't really get with the fufu. <laughs> um, get nutritional value of cardboard. <laughs> <laughs> well, but for for us, it was a texture thing and a yeah. consistency thing because it's also like um, it's it's it okay. So 
as far as breads and grains and even pastas kind of yeah. go, because it, it has, like for me, I kept, the, every time I see it, I'm, I'm thinking polenta, because it has the consistency of polenta, right? Yeah. So it's not real grainy, but it's not super smooth. And at the same time, the way they serve it, they boil it and mm-hmm. they usually serve it um, wrapped in like a little a ball or plastic ball, or, you know, well, yeah. a ball wrapped yeah, in wrapped plastic it, or something. Saran wrap or so something. you grab it right and, and you are to pick off some of it and then scoop your food up, usually like the soups and like the okra stew, stuff like that. But it's sticky. So it comes off as not quite cooked. Um, mm. And, you know, that was how we responded to it. And then it doesn't have any flavor on top of that. So it's this like semi-sticky, yeah. gummy <laughs> stuff in your mouth. It's just like, yeah. I don't know, I can't do this. <laughs> like, have you tried food? Like, uh, uh thank you. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> it's still on my plate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like the fufu category, there's the corn, there's the cassava, there's the yam, there's the plantain, yeah. there's the fufu, and they make they basically make, make fufu out of a lot of things, but it's primarily serves as a filler to accompany a sauce of, or some soup, some kind that mm-hmm. goes with it, and that's the way it has it has you know taken root in practically all of West Africa, all the all the way down to Angola. There's you go any any place and you ask for fufu and they'll give it they'll give you their version of it. That's yeah. like jollof rice, right? Right. right. The Senegal, but. You know, now at, even in Mecca, they said during the Ramadan, the, the, the whole world gets to pick which whether Nigerians are better than Ghanaians. <laughs> <laughs> it's a jollof for everybody. And and, and that is that is that is a, that is a, that is a World War Three battle between Nigeria. I'm like, you guys didn't even invent this stuff, you know? Right. <laughs> the well, Senegalese are not even me, in the running. I don't know if it, I don't think it was you, you know, but somebody asked me if um, they were like, so what did you think of Ghanaian jollof? And I was like, honestly, I couldn't tell you because it doesn't matter where we were. If there right. was jollof, it was on my plate, but it was yeah, also right. smothered in something else. Yeah. <laughs> so it had beef stew sauce all over it, <laughs> or, <laughs> you know, or, or ground nut stew sauce all over it or something. Yeah, right. Yeah, so that's, that's what I was telling her. I always take a soup, mm-hmm. I get a bowl, mm-hmm. I put some soup in it. And dump the jollof inside of that, and then yeah. put whatever I, meat on top of that, and that was you were good to go. That's the meal, that was exactly. my meal. <laughs> yeah, and I would start with the rice, and then put the sauce and the soup on top of it. Yeah, it was it was, well, it was good eating know. regardless. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know if that's how it was supposed to be done, but it was like. Like, let me show you how to eat. <laughs> let me show you the American way to eat, like the American yeah. ghetto way. <laughs> so you asked, you asked about the first, our first outing. So the first day. I mean, like walk to, outing kind of thing. Yeah. So we went on a walking tour down in Jamestown and that that's was interesting. Yeah. But, but that's also where we went to the, um, there was a little artist collective place that we went to and that's where we brought art and a lot of things and we met someone who was run who he was the, like the proprietor of the place and he they they also offered to if we didn't see anything there that we liked they would make stuff for us so gee you got some things made from um what was his name no that was the uh what happened was i got their whipped shea butter from there uh, no from uh-uh, this was where um where we where you met um oh what's the guy's name Cause this is where I bought the Adinkras. It was a little shop with the. They were they took your measurements before we left, and then he delivered your. Oh shirts right, 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 right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I can't think of his name though. Ni Mama. Yeah, it's Ni Mama. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. That was amazing. That was super cool. And then they were bringing stuff to the hotel. They were like, okay, you know, they would shop for the fabric and and make them what he wanted yeah. and bring it back to the hotel. So that was awesome. Yeah, that was cool for uh, for I guess the I did the math. It was about thirty five dollars US. Mm-hmm. He uh, made me uh, a dashiki. Uh, you had several of them. <laughs> well, yeah, I had several over. of them that I had bought that were uh, <laughs> you know pre made, but the one from the brother in Jamestown he had uh, cut to, uh, mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah because I assumed of- that a lot of people. Just go to a tailor and mm-hmm. then just, you know, pick the uh, 
the fashion. That used to be the norm until globalization kind of, you know, brought everything yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, what, that was how Americans used to buy clothes, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, for a long time until the department store, <laughs> you know. Right. And, uh, Mass production. Absolutely. But that was that's still a viable way because again you get it for an economical price and yeah. you know you could just then it's just a matter of picking which fabric you want and then you mm-hmm. can just you always know that it fits so it's just, there's a certain comfort level you, in that that's a trade trade off yep yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so I like it. Um, what what we did realize, what I personally realized, was how deep um, craftsmanship goes mm-hmm. in yeah. the culture. Just because mm-hmm. the artistry, their craftsmen and art, yeah, art all it, all over the place. Mm-hmm. People just creating stuff just on a whim. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, from the little bracelets that they would make. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, just beaded bracelets where they were doing uh, with embroidery and they embroidered names and it was it's crazy, you know. Just yeah, even the murals and things that were painted throughout the city and under mm-hmm. viaducts and stuff, it was great. Um, I was in the hotel room at some point and the television was on and a commercial came on and I wasn't looking at the TV, I was like doing something else, but I heard this commercial and you know, it prompted me to just like stop what I was doing and turn around. And the what they were what the lady said on the commercial was black is the black is the mixture of all colors. And so it's always colorful. And I was just like, that is so true and so beautifully stated. Mm-hmm. Um and I love how it expresses there because you know, even coming from America and you're in a city, you're expecting to see city things, right? But what you don't expect is to see colorful buildings, colorful, (laughs) you know. Geometric patterns. Yeah, yeah, gates constructed with Adinkra symbols in the gate pattern. I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Like, Africa is everywhere here. This is (laughs) beautiful to see. Even the the um the blanket that was on the bed at the hotel the artwork was all a dinker based art which was great because so there was symbology everywhere mm-hmm. but even the pattern on the bedspread was yeah, little dinker symbols <laughs> mm-hmm. i was like get out this is so freaking awesome <laughs> the art on the wall you'd be like oh, yeah <laughs> now except for on cape coast yeah and i thought they was trying to put the hooju on me at uh, cape coast so they put me in this room and there was a the king's the bed the bed was a king size bed right mm-hmm. and there was a mural above the bed and the common theme in Africa is the the ladies with the uh, carrying carrying the, the jars and the vases mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. what I mean and so this was a group of ladies but one lady the main lady. She was the rest of them were facing like going away from you. Mm-hmm. But this one lady was facing you, and so she was like the biggest thing in the picture, and her eyes was just real. They was real big. It was just like it was kind of freaky. It was like kind of like, <laughs> what you looking me for? You know? <laughs> like oh, like oh, you know, I'm like gonna wake up and this lady, you know, standing over you like. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> Like I didn't do it. I'm not a colonizer. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I didn't do it. Right. Like, I didn't do it. Like I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> that is interesting. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, it was also something of note just to see how we were greeted and approached at every um, stop, step, whatever. You know, we we had to stop and get cash one time because um, <laughs> we were spending CDs and we, we had exchanged money at the airport upon arrival, but then somewhere during the trip, we needed to get more CDs. So the tour bus took us to, uh, we stopped at a bank 
or we stopped at one place to use the ATM, but I think the ATM was out of order. And then, so he took us next door to a bank and we walked in and I was like, this is interesting because it, I was aware of my moment of hesitation, just walking into this bank that I don't have a relationship with or an account with. <laughs> Like they just go let a fuck in the bank and get money on the AC. You know, it was interesting. <laughs> Were you able to do the transaction? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We went in and everybody got the, you know, their cash and it was cool, but it was, you know. And then just the accommodation from the tour guides. And I don't um I don't know how common this is, but I've heard other people who've been to Ghana mention it. Like when we were shopping and stuff, they were they were just so helpful and attentive and mm-hmm. and kind of protective of us. So, you know, they would come and, and gather our bags and take them to, back to the bus for us and stuff and while we're still shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, this is cool. Like, I didn't expect somebody oh, man, to be you know. available to help me carry my stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is really awesome. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was really special. They, they, you know, I... Kids, I loved having them. They treated me like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I was happy. You know what I mean. Is there anything that was in your in your mind that didn't happen? I mean, you know, you you, you live mm-hmm. long enough, you kind of have this image in your head of what 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 Africa is about. I thought yeah. that we might see more wildlife. Okay, so so the National Geographic didn't happen. <laughs> you know, one of giraffes and, you know, hippos and, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, well, I you... was, and, and to that point, I was surprised. We didn't see many dogs. We saw many cats, but I didn't see a lot of dogs. I was like, huh. Because even for the domestic animals, I didn't expect us to get chickens and goats running around all the time. All the time. Yeah, but that was everywhere. super cool that we like, did. Everywhere. Yeah. But I was also surprised there weren't other animals. And then I didn't have, like, I, I thought I was going to be like bombarded with mosquitoes, I swear, because the way they had us thinking, leaving yeah. here, you got to have this, you got to do that, and special insect repellent. I never even <laughs> used my insect repellent. And I didn't even, I think I got maybe one or two mosquito bites like the last day. <laughs> I don't think I got any. Yeah, I, I was like, my leg was scratched. I was like, what is this? I was like, oh, I actually got a mosquito bite. Wow, we have not encountered. We've been in all this grass and around all these trees and water and everything. And yeah, I haven't even, I didn't even hardly see any bugs. It was cool. Um, because I remember even going to like, I've been to India and Costa Rica and there were monkeys. Like you had to watch out for the monkeys because <laughs> mm. they would be up in your business trying to get in your hotel room. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I had uh, one of the people I was in Costa Rica with. They had they woke up one morning to this monkey at their patio door, op- about to open the door. <laughs> so, um, the only the only thing I had was in Kumasi. I walked into my hotel room and there was a gecko on the ceiling, and I was like, he was right over the bed. I was like, yeah, can somebody come get this? You know, get this guy because uh, I'm not gonna sleep comfortably with him over my head. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the only wildlife that we saw on any consistent basis. You, you know, that's that's that's, that, that's yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. I it was like you it. you're in the wrong part. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, right, you right. Know, I, I didn't need <laughs> I didn't, I didn't need that. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was okay. I you know, I, I was I that, was good without it. Yeah. 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 No, that's cool. They can, you know. (laughs) It's all right. I can miss them from afar. It was cool. (laughs) Really, but but it was it was a lot of fun and um Mm -hmm. and you know and then coming back to the U.S. and walking back into that wall of um of low grade tension that we always carry it was that was interesting to witness we're coming into new york yeah new york is new york and it's you know people all over the place and they're rumbling and you know what i mean over here and over there you got to be over here you know it's like oh god we back (laughs) right right and then just the um the context change 
because you know leaving a sea of black people and then coming into a sea of white people again it's like oh you know gotta do this <laughs> so it was interesting it was I definitely I didn't want to leave you know it's funny I've seen so many videos of people talking about things that they don't like in um, Africa and then but at the same time saying but there's no way I'm gonna leave like right. yeah I don't like this this and this this and this about Ghana but I'm not going back right right <laughs> it's like, that's yeah. it. that stuff doesn't outweigh the um the benefits and the peace of mind that you, you get to feel and I wish I, I wish I could give that to so many mm -hmm. of our you know brothers and sisters here because um, we all need a little bit of that. We need to know that it's possible and that it exists and that it's available to us. Yeah. Even what I liked was even the people who weren't well-to-do mm -hmm. were not like depressed looking and you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, please. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the, the way it's done here. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah they were still hustling. It was like, okay, you know, they, it wasn't even like they sat around, you know, thinking about their situation, you know what I mean? Or brewing on it. They were up and at it, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, okay, if I have to do this particular task every day or whatever, this is how I make, but well, this is what I need to do to, you know, feed my family, do whatever. And so it was no, no over, uh, no undertone of, depression that came along with it you know what i mean right. it was like everybody's back was straight and you know heads up and all of that so it just so from that perspective that showed me a lot you know like even in a bad situation in a seemingly bad situation you know what i mean there you don't have to be kind of defeated by it you know what i mean so yeah it was it was affirming that okay we got our hustle honestly because you know we we are always willing to do what we got to do to to survive in this world. So that 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 um, willingness to to live is very very strong. The will to live is very strong, and that was and it comes off in your work ethic and your craftsmanship and your artisanship and your you know it, it was just everywhere, and that was really cool. And again, I just. I love so much just the constant positive reflection and reinforcement of basic things in the culture that I know coming, you know, just being reflected back to me everywhere I looked and, and we drove by. It was great. I love seeing black people on all the billboards. I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> I love seeing <laughs> all of the statues were black people. Yeah. Well, except for, you know, of course, that dude. But other than that, all the statues <laughs> was black people. You know what I mean? Chiefs and, and you know, presidents and, yeah. you know, those those types of people. The fact that there was the black people on the money. You know what I mean? He's got yeah. his own money. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, see, this is what I'm talking about. Now I can yeah. spend money with black people with brothers. <laughs> <you know? Right. laughs> okay, that, that's what's happening. I don't care what you call it. You know, I say yeah. I got a a five dollars a, a five CD around here somewhere. It was like okay, and they yeah. saved the complication because the same six brothers was on all the money. It's like okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> so that was that was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah, it was like you feel, it's like you feel good holding the money. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and and I'll definitely say, you know, again, I think I've mentioned it before. I remember when I went on one of my first cruises um, was a metaphysical group, and it just was really re-energizing for me. It was it was a just a great environment to recharge in, right? And I came home, I was, you know, it was transformational in that way. And then I remember thinking it was a big deal to make that trip. It was a big deal to spend that much money. It was a big deal to take that much time off work. 
But once I did it, I was like, oh, crap, I can't afford to not do this. Like, this is now required. I have to do this at least once a year. <laughs> and so next year, I'm like, I'm only going to brown countries. If, if I can't get to the continent, I'm not even going to use my vacation for anything else because this is now required. Like, I have mm-hmm. to have this, you know. Um, yeah, it, that's always going to be worth it. So if anybody's thinking about it, considering it, Yes. It'll change your life. I'm telling you. It's all within your purview. Do your research and then go. It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting if you you left. (laughs) If you you were interesting, if you you went to a place like Cape Verde, where Mm -hmm. more Cape Verdeans live in in New England than live on the country itself. It's an African country in which more people. So Again, your, your experience of what Africa is if you went to a place like a Cape Verde, because you would meet people, yeah. oh, you know, I, I, yeah, I live up in Boston, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I was thinking, like, even like a place like, um, what is it Liberia? Where yes. there yes. were a lot of uh, African Americans, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it would be a different experience. That would be too. different. Yes. Yeah. 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 But, but to, to go somewhere where traditional, where there's still rich African tradition, present um and on all the languages and all the different groups and i mean that was really cool to experience i mean for me it was just so amazing to encounter people that could tell you yeah my family's been in this area for 300 years like what (laughs) like you have this and my my uncle's the chief of this as well and i'm like right that's so cool this is my ancestral home I want some of that. Like, oh, right. wow. <laughs> like I want an ancestral. Like, <laughs> well, you got your DNA done. Maybe when you go to Ghana next time, you go to the Fulani part of the country. I that would that would be that. interesting. Yeah. Which, yeah. which part is that? Like, <laughs> I think they're up north. No, they're up north. Okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah which is why we didn't encounter them until we got to Kumasi. That's that's halfway anyway. Okay. Yeah, they 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 hold down the livestock uh, uh, mm-hmm. sector. So. Okay. Yeah, yep. <clears throat> the herders, and that means yeah, we need to get to Senegal too. Senegal, and, yeah. And I mean, they're spread over about five Senegal. different countries. They don't. They're yeah. nation without. Yeah, a they're state. nomadic, so they're they're all over. Yeah. I want to check out Tanzania. What is that? I would say I want to check out Tanzania. That's a, another great place to be. Again, you mm-hmm. you experience to be totally different culturally. Yeah. I mean, like I tell keep yeah. telling Nicole, leaving Ghana and going to Tanzania is like leaving Spain and going to Russia. Right. Like, they may be on the same oh, continent, but yeah. you know. <laughs> okay. Different. Different everything. That, yeah. There is as you 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 immediately get the difference in vibe, different mm-hmm. social norms. I mean, Islam is very strong in Tanzania. I know a friend who yeah. went there and she walked out in in, in a, you know uh, uh, skinny pants. Regular like and, and everybody said looks she just got five minutes out of a hotel room. She ran back and she, she knew. <laughs> <laughs> My sister went to visit, I think it was in Malawi, went to visit the prime minister. Mm. And she walked and they told her, you're not appropriately dressed. Wow. wow. Yeah, they yeah. pulled her in the corner and was trying to get her. She's like, what do you mean? I, you know, I've got everything covered. Yeah. Now, that's one thing that didn't happen in Ghana that I expected because mm. I was, you know, we had read that, um, you know, first of all, there's not, people don't swear generally and you know especially coming from Chicago I'm like man you be in trouble <laughs> so, but but um dress you know because they are relatively conservative in um dress and so it was hot <laughs> yeah no that's that 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 can't be under uh <laughs> yeah under under right <laughs> <laughs> like every time we stepped out I was like oh my god I'm melting again but you know and so um you know there was one guest with us who was you know she was dressed because she knew she was gonna be hot but she was also having hot flashes from time to time so I was like oh you know I was just concerned maybe she wasn't covered <laughs> up enough <laughs> Yeah, she was like, but like, no one seemed to, uh, yeah. you know, we didn't, we didn't get any. Yeah, so I was like, okay, that's good. So that, you know, 
but that did make me a little nervous. Like, oh, I don't know, you know, I don't want somebody to have an adverse experience with the group if we're trying to do something, you know, and um, yeah, so that was cool. I've said it, Nicole, and I probably should say it here again, that, I mean, we, we, when we have conversation like this, we, it's easy to overlook that we're from the same cultural and genetic stock, West Africa, right? Yes, and, yes. And we're the ones that everybody thinks we're loud, we're obnoxious, we're pugnacious, <laughs> we're in your face, we're not at all self-effacing. Right. I mean, and, and so we're discussion here right yeah just yeah. from two sides of the Atlantic if you really <laughs> want to see what the rest of Africa is like and especially what they think of us you start going to Zambia and Malawi and like, yeah, that's West Africa especially in Nigeria they like over the top but we're right then next to them right 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 <laughs> things just right. come out of our mouth we, we just we just say stuff we, you know right. we don't, we're not courteous we, you know we don't give people consideration we, we just like right. The West Africans may maybe may the malaria or the heat, but they just have an attitude all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and it's easy to underestimate that until you go to the other parts to where you you get the same treatment as they were reserved for me. Oh yeah, he's West. Yeah. Oh yeah, we know how they are. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, that'll be, that's that's be interesting. He said, he said, you know, you would be shocked to see what Zambians think of us. <laughs> I would love to know. No, bro, you West African. <laughs> Don't forget that Milton is in the <laughs> Right. Right. Yeah, well, we got a reason you think, for it. You think we deserve more space than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of that has to do with just how things happen, right? There was yeah. a lot more going on on the West Coast that wasn't happening in the same way or nearly yes. to the same magnitude yeah. on the East Coast. So our fight uh, was turned up because of it. <laughs> our fight instinct. <laughs> For all kinds of reasons. Yeah, we're just yeah. more, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fight this mosquito. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> in, in the way, in the ways that they say geography shapes culture and people, you know, don't 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 blame Arabs for being hot tempered. Then the country's hot. You'll be pissed off all the time too. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we say about California. Why there was so much violence? It's like it's hot out there. Like, <laughs> yeah, they have bad water. They don't even have good water in California. <laughs> it is not untrue that geography shapes culture. It is not completely untrue. There's many ways in which it does. And and yeah, like you, said, you have in America and West Africa is the same cultural stock. It it right. many ways. Yeah. yeah, you haven't lived until you lived in Southern California and did laundry on the wrong day of the week when the water was the water advisory was not to wash things on that day. <laughs> and then it's like, wait, why is my, why is my laundry brown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of that going on in the South too. <laughs> right. <laughs> so but yeah, it was, was it was definitely a trip worth taking. I just highly recommend it to anyone. Um, I'm not just saying this because we have trips planned, but I'm saying this because I was going anyway, and everybody wanted to go. So I made I, I created a group experience around it, and we're going to do it again next year, and probably every other year after that. Um, just because it, I, I need more of it in my life and I want to know as much as I can about the continent and our mother cultures um, I'm excited I'm excited to introduce people to that experience as well no doubt I am happy that you all made that trip I really am yeah yeah it was well worth it absolutely so. and with that um I think that's a good place to end for today. Thanks yeah, for I think so. I, I can't wait for you to send us this, Nicole, when you're done, when you're done editing it and getting it ready. Let's speak for people. Yep. Listen to this. Yes. Okay. It'll be cool. Glad you're right. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. Great conversation. Yeah. Grace and peace. Uh, yeah. Great. Great pleasure having you. <laughs> always, always, always. Thanks so much. Right. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. Bye. All right, people. Thank you.
Wow, we reached the end of another episode of the Cool Ass Conversations podcast. Where does the time go? Well, on behalf of myself, Ashwin Nicole, and Johnny Holmes II, a.k.a. Apostle, we'd like to thank you, and we appreciate you taking the time out to listen. Please subscribe to the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media, on Instagram, at Cool Ass Conversations. So, until the next time, stay cool.